This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. It's Closing Arguments Week on Morning Answer. You know how much uh, mail you're getting? I'm sure you do. uh, (laughs) By the tons, yes. Probably less so in Chicago than in the suburban areas where you've got, like, hotly contested congressional and legislative races. How much mail are you getting? You know, I've done this for a long time in various capacities, so um, I do so with this pack that I run, uh, mail, TV, and digital radio, et cetera. First time this has ever happened in the 25 years I've been in electoral politics in Illinois. First year, yeah. my mailhouse, the mailhouse I use to process the mail, you know, right. to uh, label and tag it and prep it for the post office, had to sign on Monday an acknowledgement that any mail received after Monday had no guarantee of being delivered by next Tuesday, election day. What? Yeah. First time that's ever happened. And it's because of I mean the just the volume of Because the it's it's clearly because of the volume of mail and most of that is being financed by that uh sixteen million dollars Madigan has given twenty five state house candidates mainly in Chicago metro suburbs we were discussing last hour. One of the targets of uh that uh financial fire hose is Tom Morrison, Republican incumbent in Palatine. His opponent, I mentioned, I think, last hour, Maggie Trevor, has received $1.489 million from Mike Madigan so far, most of that in the form of mail, some now more recently in the form of television as well. For more on this, and uh, Tom Morrison's closing argument, both for himself and I think to some extent for suburban Republican legislative candidates, we're pleased to be joined by Tom Morrison. Tom, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, thanks, uh, Dan and Amy. Hey, by the way, you're not including the extra money that uh, my opponent's gotten from other state rep candidates, incumbents, who've got such money, so much money in their accounts that they can give $40,000, $50,000 checks. Yeah, okay. So throw that on the pile, too. Sure. I mean, what's another mm-hmm. few hundred grand between friends and the Democrat Party? Um, so, right. so, I mean, is that, uh, you know, you're in what's perceived to be a fairly competitive race this time around in what's long been a Republican district. After you've won uh, your district, you know, going away the last three cycles, uh, you know, around 60 well, percent of the vote each time. Uh, is, is that what you think the difference maker is the money? Well, and that's and that's the interesting thing about it is because of my reputation here, because of my record, they've got to spend almost one point seven million dollars to smear me to try to take me out. That that says a lot. But I, I feel very good about it because when I go door to door. I don't just go to Republican households. I don't just go to the so-called independents, the people who don't vote in primaries. I will talk to anybody. And sometimes for fun, I will actually go to a, a, a house with Democrat yard signs, and I'll talk to them. And they're blown away when I show up at their doorstep because they say, I don't even finish my sentence. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> and they say, oh, we already know who you are because we've gotten 50 postcards about you. But what are you doing at our doorstep? And they say, well, you know what? We live in the same district. And actually, we share a lot of the same concerns about the state of Illinois, high property taxes, high taxes in general, our friends and our neighbors leaving the state, and they're nodding their heads. They're like, you get it. You get it. Why are they attacking you? I mean, you, you, you actually represent us. 
And, and can you do something about Mike Madigan? This is at a Democratic household. Can you do something about Mike Madigan? Wow. And then I you know, go into my pivot. Well, do you know who votes for Speaker of the House? Do you know how Mike Madigan stays in power? Mike Madigan's a state rep from Chicago. He's a state rep like me. We have the same number of constituents. Mm-hmm. But every two years, state reps vote for Speaker. And so as long as Madigan has his cadre, then he gets reappointed Speaker. And that's how he controls his power. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I never knew that. So I will get votes that way. And, and so I think going into Election Day, I feel very, very good about it because people are seeing through the lies. They are seeing through the smears. They know what my record is. They know how committed and connected I am to this community, to this state, to try saving this state. And they look at my positions, uh, the stands I've made. You know, there have been times when I thought my party was wrong or some of my party leaders were wrong, and I took an independent stand. This is, this is a district that was represented by Peter Fitzgerald as a state senator. Right. And I, I still consider him as a, as a model, legislator, statesman. And so people around here who know me and the new people who meet me, mm-hmm. that's what they see. That's what they recognize. They look at my endorsements by the Chicago Tribune, the Daily Herald, every single election cycle because of my positions, because of my record. And that's why I, I feel very good about it, even though, of the, you know, this obscene amount of money. You know, this is the, the, the party of the working class, the party of, you know, helping the downtrodden, you know, just burning through cash. Oh, no. So that they can eventually get in power and take more of your money to burn through that, too. Well, it seems like the money could be better spent, obviously. But what do you hear when you talk to your constituents, regardless of their political affiliation? What's their number one concern? Number one, Amy, number one, property taxes. Mm -hmm. Far and away, people say, you know, uh, I bought my home. I thought that this would be a, a, a lifetime investment for me. And now I find that I'm losing equity while my taxes keep going up. And then uh, every single day when I go out knocking on doors, people say, you know what, I've already decided I'm going to move. Um, I talked to a guy uh, two days ago. He said, my kids are all grown. I've got this big house, and now I have a second home in, in Tennessee, and that's where I'm headed. And, and I get it. I said, look, I, I, that's a logical thing to do. You know, why, why would you pay fourteen dollars or $15,000 in property taxes if you're an empty nester? It doesn't make a lot of – now, some people choose to do that. They can afford to do that. Not everybody can or not everybody will choose to. And so uh, that's why we just have to keep pressing that message home. It's the right message. And, uh, you know, there are those of us in Springfield who are trying to save the state of Illinois. There is still so much going for this state. It's personnel and policy. It's personnel and policy. And we're right on both of those uh, in both of those aspects. I wonder how much uh, – uh discussion you're having about uh, Trump, um, because so in terms of uh, closing argument I'm making in part through a commercial I started running this week regionally in Chicago, is that uh, this election here in Illinois is not about who's in the White House. It's about saving your house. And it's specifically that property tax message, the drum I've been beating for many moons now. And I wonder if that's part of what the part of the conversations you're having with people who May not like Trump, may not like the Republican Party brand, but, uh, you know, but, but need their focus shifted from what they get on their TV screens and, and all the emphasis on Trump to the local concern about their home. Well, and that's a good point. I would say, and, and this is just broadly speaking, but three months ago, as I started really, you know, diligently walking door to door every day, 
uh, Trump's name would come up frequently. And it was often in a negative in a negative light. It really was. But as people now are getting closer to Election Day, um, voters are generally sensing, hey, look, I can't let what's happening in Washington affect my vote for these local races, local and state races. And so that's it is, is definitely started to shift in the last uh, two months, month, last two weeks. Well, that's people, and that's really an encouraging yeah. sign. What you're describing is because so it's saying that people are number one paying attention, which is always encouraging, and number two, right. they they're paying enough attention to distinguish between the job that Peter Roskam did, does or the job that you do versus uh, the you know presidential tweets on a topic or how Trump handles this this or that. They're they're distinguishing up and down the ballot and they understand that the dynamic in Illinois is and who's responsible for what has become of the state is much different than what's going on in D.C. And frankly, Trump has nothing to, to do in terms of responsibility and he has nothing he really can do in terms of solution. This is the problems we've created and we've got to solve them. Yeah. And it's it's hard to say, like I said, Dan, Amy, I talk to everybody. If I'm on the sidewalk, I'm. About, I'll talk to anybody. I'm not going to ask them what their political persuasion is. Trump's name still does come up, sure. and they still say, "Well, he's the head of your party. You should do something about that." He's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to vote against you because Trump's the head of your party. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if I'm talking though to a hard Democrat, but um, you know, most news, most news is nationally focused. It's cable news. It's uh, stuff that you might be reading online, and that's where. Of the uh, boots on the ground, people actually talking to voters. This is what, why candidates have to go door to door. Why volunteers go and talk to your neighbors. It's not look. If you're going to volunteer for a campaign in this last week, we appreciate that. That's great. But it's not enough to just leave more literature on someone's doorknob. That's not enough. You actually have to talk to people, talk to them in a civil way. Talk to them about actual issues. Distinguish between, you know, one person's uh, uh, temperament and another's. And, and you know, you got to nuance these things. And, and the only way you do that is by talking face-to-face. Show people you're a real person. Hey, I'm your neighbor. I'm concerned about our home, too. I'm concerned about people moving out, too, because as they move out, then that tax base shrinks. Mm-hmm. And those left behind, we have to pay a higher and higher burden. We have to pay more and more. Well, you and also it, 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 and you also have to address the misdirection plays to be generous of Democrats. I mean, you see ads where the Democrats are accusing Republicans or Republican candidates of uh, uh, of voting against your Medicare, of voting against your Social Security. Right. Obviously, these are federal issues, not state issues. But sometimes people don't make the distinction because it's not the first time that Madigan has done this on behalf of his candidates. He does it every cycle, and he does it because he snows just enough people in many districts. Yep. So anyway, that, uh, between now and Election Day, we got to be out there talking to people, be civil. You know, that's the other thing, too, is people, the, the, the temperature around politics is, is so high that just by a little bit of kindness, you can make a lot of, Inroads. You can make a lot of gains with people. And, uh, you know, I, I'll give you one quick story. So, I was knocking on doors, this was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. One guy said, again, I don't know what his political persuasion was. He was on my voter uh, database. He said, I'm not voting for any Republican this is elected right now. I'm voting straight Democrat. And I said, Well, sir, you know, uh, I am your current state representative. If I should win re election, I want you to know that if you ever need assistance with state services, if you 
have a problem with some state agency, you are still welcome to come to my office, and you will get the same level of high uh, treatment and respect, regardless of who you end up voting for. And he thought about it for a second, and he goes, you know what, I will vote for you. That's what it's about. Yeah, and one vote That's at a time. Uh, I have to get your response on this, too, uh, Tom, because you've got commercials that are being run against you, uh, male pieces, I'm sure, that are supporting those commercials about uh, this uh, issue of vouching for, I think it was a former teacher at Christian Liberty Academy, a school in Arlington Heights with which you were affiliated, who was subsequently yeah. convicted of uh, uh, child sex crimes. And so uh, address the allegation that Maggie... No, that is, that's- well, I, I'd uh, like to clear up that confusion. That, okay, right. that, that's, that's the allegation that's being leveled by Maggie Trevor and Madigan by extension, right. and so I wanted to give you opportunity to address it. First of all, this, this, the characterization, that is not the person I knew 15 years ago. This is someone I served with on staff for three years, and that's the extent of my notes, that this is the person I knew, and this is the, uh, you know, I never personally witnessed anything that was unprofessional. That, that was my three-sentence note. Uh, all of the other stuff, charges and, and the ultimate conviction from something from 20 years ago, I did not have knowledge of that. And when I did attain knowledge of it a week ago, I immediately retracted my statement. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, that it... was my mistake. My, my mistake was yeah. in trusting a friend's account of the situation without doing my own uh, independent look at it. And I made a mistake, but I've retracted it, and we need to move on. Uh, the reason that uh, Tom Morrison is going to win re-election is because he's developed—this is me talking, this is my view— it's because he's developed his own independent brand by doing exactly what he said he's doing out as a, as a candidate, and also— that he always stands and delivers. He is as transparent and forthright as you will ever find in a politician anywhere. And I've been around a lot of them for many years, and I've known Tom for many years. So you have to be out of your mind in Palatine, out of your mind to believe the things that are said about Tom Morrison, regardless of who you're voting for. What people are, what the left is saying and Maggie Trevor is saying about Tom Morrison is so counterfactual, is so reckless the politics of character assassination that people say they don't like think about it and think about what you just heard from tom morrison today uh, before you cast your vote in that race if he is your state representative tom thanks so much for joining us appreciate it i appreciate it thank you and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line listen to podcast of dan and amy from the am560 mobile app download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile